Welcome to Inside JMS, stories from the faculty and staff of the Hank Greenspun School of Journalism and Media Studies. Today we have Jason Beatty with us. Yes, sir. What a, what a pleasure. Thank you so much to be included, guys. Jason, we're really excited to have you here. We've been looking forward to hearing more about you. You know, I guess may, maybe to start out, I, how does a guy come from the Cayman Islands right. to Las Vegas? And, you know, and I know by way of New York. Sure. But you've gone from all these places where there's lots of water. Yeah, right, And exactly. now you're here in the desert. You know, it's um, it's it's actually kind of like the perfect uh, polar opposite uh, to go from conservative Christian island in the Caribbean to Sin City out here in, uh, in the desert in Las Vegas. Uh, but that kind of has been always sort of like my... Uh, my uh, direction. I always kind of look for drastic changes, um, and and uh, to go from the Cayman Islands, where I had been from 2007 into 2019. I uh, briefly left there to go up to New York to work for a morning show with iHeartMedia, and then COVID kind of shut it down. Um, so I was still paid, and my contract was still honored. So I just got to kind of take a year off. And then um, as I was trying to expand my horizons, you know, see how I could still utilize all of my experience in radio broadcasting um, and do something that would allow me to use that instead of starting in a completely new field, I started thinking about what it would be like to, um, you know, be a broadcasting professor or to work at a college station and oversee uh, teaching kids how to do it. And wouldn't you know, uh, University of uh, Nevada at Las Vegas was looking and uh, I just happened to uh, fill out the form correctly. And... uh, (laughs) Our general manager, Dr. Ashton Ridley, gave me a call, and um, before you know it, now it's a year later, and I'm sitting across the table from you guys. So, well, we're really happy to have you. It's, well, yeah. tell me, tell me how you got into broadcasting. Ah, okay. So I, um, so my, it, I think the seed started when I was just like um, maybe 16 years old, and I had gotten a bunch of jobs working as like a, like a bar back at like the nightclubs. And the uh, radio DJs would come in and they would host the contests and give away the pagers uh, back in the late 90s. And I remember thinking, uh, you know, I listen to those guys on the radio. I'd like to be those guys. So I finished up college and uh, got uh, finished up high school, got into college, studied. I went to uh, New York State at Brockport and studied um, broadcast journalism. And all through my uh, college career, I was really on a like a journalism path. So I took all of the SUNY Cable News, which is State University of New York Cable News. So um, a lot of like journalism and writing uh, and kind of had focused in on that. And then my, uh, fr- uh, my first semester of my senior year, I was listening to the radio station in my hometown. Uh, and they said, hey, do you want to be an intern? You, you know, call us for an internship. Uh, so I called and ended up getting the internship. Um, and that was uh, like October. And then um, by November, uh, they brought me in the promotions department. Uh, and then by November, the promotions director had quit. So because I had experience working as a mobile DJ and I know how to work sound systems, they hired me to become the promotions director. Uh, so now I was uh, overseeing a staff of interns, which I was kind of still one, um, <laughs> and uh, handling all of the off-site events for CBS radio. We had four stations then. Um, and then my, um, my, spring, uh, my spring semester of my senior year, my final semester, we had figured it out. So I was getting like nine credits for my internship, which I was facilitating at the same time. Uh, but it was great work experience. And, uh, you know, getting to work at CBS um, really opened a lot of doors for me. Uh, down the road. Uh, so I did, um, I worked as the promotions director and then I quickly kind of moved into being on-air talent. 
I had the coveted um, Sunday night, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift for a little while. From there, I, um, I moved up to a music director. So then I was in charge of handling all the scheduling of the music and uh, liaisoning with all of the record reps and uh, working directly with my program director uh, for the how the programming of the radio station sounded. Uh, all the while, I was... Um, uh, learning uh, production and how to like make commercials and how to uh, assist with the imaging because a uh, guy by the name Gene, Gene Filiacci told me um, the, uh, the only people who are going to be successful in radio these days or even in broadcasting these days are people who have multiple talents, um, someone who's versatile across multiple departments. Um, because the way radio consolidates down so much, they're really only going to hold on to the most valuable people. Uh, so he said, he said, kid, take it from me, learn as much as you can while you're here. And that, and that's kind of what I did. So I just was a sponge, uh, when I was at CBS and I got a chance to work with amazing people. And a lot of the kids who started with me, the same class, you know, all kind of came in as interns are now working and running radio stations all around the world. So. It's uh, it's been it's been a fun run for sure. I, I think it's interesting, Jason. You're the operations manager for KUNV, sure. and we have the former operations manager as my co-host it, right. on this podcast. Tremendously uh, hard shoes to fill. Uh, Dave is uh, one of the most talented guys I've ever known. Just also a great guy, um, and I still and. To this day, I mean, I'm coming to Dave and asking him questions because Dave is the architect. You know, Dave knows uh, how everything works. And too kind, my friend. It's, it's a guy. Too kind. So, so I think of it like, you know, in, in situations where in previous places where I've been, I, I like it when the new guy who, who took over for me calls me and asks, hey, how did we do this? Um, I hope I'm not too much of a burden for Dave because I know Dave's super busy. So. Anytime. Anytime. Doctor, <laughs> Dr. Dave Norris, uh, now an assistant uh, uh, professor in residence here at... Uh, of the Hank Greenspun School. Uh, Dave, it, you know, you probably have some interesting questions asked simply because you two are cut from similar cloth. Well, I, I think I, so. I, I love the fact that, Jason, when you're sharing your story, you kind of talk about what got you into this, what you did when you were in college, and kind of how you've been able to parlay that into your experience here with the students. Maybe you could talk a little bit, a little bit about what are you doing now? I mean, what's kind of your day-to-day -day look like? And um, what have you? what are you looking forward to doing kind of in the months and kind of years ahead? Uh, well, Dave, I, Dave really is a kind of a role model for me. A lot of what Dave has managed to do with his career, I aspire to as well. But I mean, when I talk about my day-to-day, um, well, and when we say KUNV, I almost feel like we're selling ourselves short because really there's three radio stations that make up KUNV. Um, so wanting, running just one radio station is a tremendous uh, undertaking, but taking on three uh, is three times uh, as big. So, um, you know, every day, uh, you know, I'm handling everything that comes out of the speakers for each uh, each one of the radio stations. Um, and with that is dealing with three different staffs as well. Um, but the one thing that I find truly unique, because I can operate radio stations uh, without problem, but the, the one thing that is truly unique about this experience is getting to work with the students. Uh, and a lot of the, hey, Jason, or hey, Jason, are you busy? Um, the interruptions, uh, and they're not interruptions. What they are is, you know, they're, they're teaching. They're teaching moments. I know that our, um, our, our moniker is to, to uh, teach, inspire, and connect. And I hope that uh, by making time for every one of those interruptions and interactions with the students, um, you know, they feel like, um, you know, they're, 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 you know, I'm making time for them. I'm showing them 
um, that, you know, despite the busyness of operating three stations, because anybody who's ever done that knows how that is, we're still here to, to make time for the students and show them what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, and a lot of times when people ask me to explain what I do, and I, I kind of talk about KUNV as being almost like a teaching hospital, uh, where you have students who are doctors and they're working under the supervision of professional staff. We're sort of like a teaching radio station, you know? Uh, and I treat uh, all of the students exactly like I would treat a member of a staff at a radio station. You know, um, if you've got a project, it's, you know, not do, you, you, you know, you don't get it to me when it's done. I need this by the end of the day. Um, and I think they respond well to that um, by, you know, showing them that they're a part of this real project, this real team. And, um, you know, we have deadlines. It's got to get on the air. It's got to sound good. And, you know, I need that as soon as possible. So what's been the biggest <clears throat> surprise working with the students? Biggest surprise working with the students is is just the um, the le the talent. I, I'm constantly amazed at how talented they are, uh, and how quick they uh, the students pick things up. Um, you know, I've spent when I was uh, when I was working in the Cayman Islands, um, we didn't really have a robust university system feeding uh, the broadcasting industry down there. So a lot of what I did there was teach. Um, and you know, teach people how to to be radio professionals and programmers. But uh, the kid, the caliber of students coming here are already kind of um, com one computer savvy, uh, two kind of broadcast savvy. A lot of them have had podcasts, or uh, they've been in front of a camera, or they've got YouTube channels. Um, the kids are, and they're passionate too. Um, you know, when I see a student who uh, clearly connects and and they want to be a part of the team. And then they just kind of tend to be around a lot. That uh, that always kind of touches my heart because I was that person. I just wanted more and more responsibility. Um, so to see the passion and the um, just how advanced they are, I think impresses me every day. I'm sure that has to be a real interesting change of pace. What have you, you know, what is it that's really inspired you about this position? Oh, man, um, getting to getting to work with with students is the one element that I think I enjoy the most um, because, you know, I've, I've worked in radio for 23 years, uh, but the student element is a whole new thing. And I kind of like as um, the semester is wrapping up and they're about to graduate, how we come together and like, all right, let's try to get you a job somewhere. So I, you know, I'll use my connections. Um, we'll go on the internet. And we'll do our best to try to get them placed, especially the ones who are really passionate. You know, uh, I think of three students last semester who were with me, uh, who had varying ranges of participation. I think one had just started, one had been with uh, Rebel for a couple semesters, and um, the other maybe a little longer. Uh, but they were rapidly coming to an end of their, you know, the time at, the, at Rebel, and they, you know, they needed a job. Um, so we, you know, put our heads together, work to make a good demo, uh, work to get their resume together, uh, so that when they went to the program director for the local broadcasting stations, they were taken seriously. And all three of them ended up getting jobs. One of uh, our alumni at uh, Beasley, the other ones at iHeart, uh, and the other ones with Odyssey. Um, so that 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 feels good. Um, and truthfully, we ended up. Uh, hiring on a couple um, staffers ourselves to help assist. They did such a good job when they were students uh, helping around the various departments uh, that we brought them on to, to stick around and continue to help us out this semester. So uh, I really like seeing them. I, I, I 
when I took this job, you know, I had dealt so much with college graduates who want to be radio DJs or who want to be in radio, but don't have an air check or they, you know, they don't, they, they're not sure if they've done this. They don't know how to run the board. They don't know what an automation system is. So I tried to tell myself that anybody who comes out of Rebel and KUNV will have an air check, will have done everything, will have experience so that when you, you know, send your stuff off to the program director, they're going to take you seriously. Uh, whereas I'm sure Dave knows when he was running stations, you put a job up on all access looking for DJs, you get 200 emails and only 10 of them really kind of meet the qualifications you're looking for. So I want to make sure that the students are coming out of Rebel are, are world class, ready to go, you know, entry level board op positions. They, they, they can handle it. No problem. How about your experience in Las Vegas? I mean, you've moved across country. You've come here. Um, <clears throat> A little bit of culture shock, possibly? Um, yes, especially coming from a sleepy island in the Caribbean um, where not much happens except happy hour and sunsets. But um, here in Las Vegas, just the uh, abundance of things to do. I, I kind of liken it to, I don't know if you guys remember when Napster first came out and you were sitting in front of Napster and you could, okay, you can pick any song that's ever been made. Where are you going to start? That's sort of how I feel like in Las Vegas. There's so many choices. Where do you even begin? Um, and I've kind of been trying to uh, digest Las Vegas uh, in sections. So I've really done well digesting the, uh, I think it's called the Whitney section. I'm in Whitney, the kind of southeast portion. I kind of know my way around here. I've done a lot of things in, in Henderson and dug down into Enterprise a little bit and um, been just uh, kind of learning the city. It's a big city, very big city. Uh, lots to do. Um, not quite as inexpensive as I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Everyone said that it's a cheaper place to live. Hasn't been so much my experience, uh, but the people have been uh, super friendly. It's very, um, feels a lot like the Cayman Islands in that a lot of people are transplants from other places. Uh, so people tend to be kind of, I uh, think, a little friendlier because they've also been in your situation where you may not know anybody. Um, but it's a beautiful city. It was hot this summer for sure. I thought I knew hot. I don't didn't know hot. Um, but uh, for those three months, that that means the, the other nine are just perfect. So it's been uh, it's been beautiful. So we've heard about your background a little bit, Jason. We've heard a little bit about kind of what brought you to Las Vegas. Let's go back in time a little bit. Tell us about your upbringing. How'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up? Kind of sure. what led you to where you were in college when you're like, all right, I'm going to go this mobile DJ route right. over here. Okay. So uh, I'm from, I'm originally from Rochester, New York, which is just about uh, 60 miles east of Buffalo. It's in Western New York. Um, I grew up, uh, my mom and dad split when we were young, so we would kind of do time between my mom and my dad. Uh, but my uncles on my mom's side really played like a big kind of role in my life. Um, they were uh, just really good role models, very outgoing, polite, um, successful guys, and they're all in their own right. Um, and when I got into uh, high school, that's when uh, my one uncle, his uncle Dave, he uh, had, had he used to tell great stories. Everyone in my family tries to make everyone else laugh. Um, so when uh, you know Dave uh, had moved out to California, and um, my other uncles had moved out to California, so there was that kind of adventurous spirit in our family. And my my grandfather had moved the family from England to America, so it's kind of in our blood to to move. Um, but Dave always used to tell me great stories about when he worked at the roller skating rink back in the 80s. 
Um, so I thought that'd be a great idea. I'll get a job working at a roller skating rink. Uh, so I did. And I uh, was uh, uh, the DJ at the skating rink and they had showed me how to, and it was really good practice, Dave, for what, what we do now, because the phone would ring and they'd, you know, you'd have to make the announcement that the kid's pizza was ready and uh, everyone had to go to the snack bar. And then the kids were coming to the door to make requests and you had to host contests. What I didn't know, I was like really doing uh, great training for what it would be like uh, on air. Um, so I had done that for uh, a couple years and then, uh, that's when I decided that I really wanted to get into radio that with, you know, working, uh, in the nightclubs, uh, it sounded like, uh, sounded like it was going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but the one, the one moment that I didn't touch on that really kind of was a fork in the road for me was during my senior year of college. So I had gotten hired with CBS. I was working for the radio, but I was also in all of these journalism classes, kind of aspiring to be like a news reporter. Um, and then on election night, we kind of got placed with different uh, local news outlets. So I was with NBC and we went, were sent out to cover uh, the Republican headquarters, the, the reaction after the votes came in or something. Uh, and, you know, I've always just kind of been like a go getter. I don't really have any sense of shame. So they sent me with a camera guy out to get reactions from the candidates and I took the mic and I just pretended to be a reporter and I got reactions from all of the candidates and I just didn't think it was a big deal. And then when we had gotten back to NBC, like the news place, uh, they said, you know, we don't do internships. I ended up knowing one of the kids who worked there. He's like, but my boss is really impressed and they'd like to offer you an internship. And here I was already working full time for CBS. So it could have went one or two ways. Uh, so I decided to stick with the radio way, um, which ended up working out because uh, further down the line, my radio company ended up buying TV stations, which allowed me to then get back into TV briefly. Um, so it wasn't a, a, to a total loss, but uh, it's been it's been an interesting career, a lot of fun for sure. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it's great. So what you know, so we talk about uh, radio, and I know you're passionate about that, but. You know, what are your other passions? What else is really gets you inspired and gets you up in the morning? Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, I like I like anything creative. So, uh, you know, a uh, great uh, like uh, art exhibit. You know, I could go and like look at art and talk about art. You know, I, I like kind of getting lost in creative stuff. A great comedian, um, like a great uh, play. Uh, something, uh, something great written, you know, anything that's creative. Um, I really can, can, can dig. Um, I'm not a huge sports guy. I'm not a guy who will watch a lot of sports on TV, but if there's a, if we've got tickets for the game, I'd love to go watch the game in person. You know, um, I enjoy cooking a lot, especially I've gotten, um, lost. Uh, so I used that time off during COVID to kind of lose, uh, some weight that I had had put on. Uh, in my transition back to America, as soon as I got back to America, I just pigged out. So I uh, got healthy, kind of changed my my lifestyle, quit smoking, um, and got healthy and got into to fitness and and watching what I eat. Um, so that's been that's been a big part of my life. And for the past year, as I kind of settled into Las Vegas, I found myself using a lot of that free time you have uh, as you kind of you know navigate the city and figure out who you are out here. Uh, to kind of, you know, focus in and, and go to the gym and, and you know, uh, make dinner and make lunch and meal prep and stuff. So uh, a lot of my time goes into that. Um, but, um, but yeah, if there's something creative, a great show or 
um, <clears throat> you know, live music I really like, uh, especially, you know, working for the radio stations. It's one of the perks is that, you know, you kind of have access to, to live artists and stuff. So I've seen quite a few live shows since I've been out here. Lionel Richie, uh, the highlight I got to see a couple weeks ago. So, Well, that's awesome. Before we close out, oh, wow, thinking about the future. Sure. What do you want to do, man? I mean, you're here. You've got kind of. The radio stations are sounding great, but I know that you're a perfectionist. You want them to sound not just great, but outstanding, <laughs> right, right? Right. But like, what else is kind of on your agenda if you're looking kind of long term? What would you like to see? Yeah, you know, you know we're working here at um, at a university. Obviously, my main my main, especially being surrounded by so many doctors, <laughs> uh, is probably to head down that same path. Uh, I'd like to get my master's uh, in journalism media studies, and uh, you know, wouldn't hurt to see doctor on my tombstone either. So. Um, one thing I learned in working out uh, is that, you know, time's going to pass no matter what. You know, a year from now, we're going to say, oh, I can't believe a year's passed. Um, and what you can do with that year is, uh, you know, all up to you. So um, I'm definitely planning on pursuing my master's and then hopefully uh, right after that, moving in to try and get my doctorate. Um, I think my mom would be pretty proud, not that she isn't already, but if I had a doctor, uh, certainly would show, I'm, I'm, I definitely outdo my younger brother. So he'd have to eat that one. Well, I think I may know a guy. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but right. yeah, you know, I'd like to continue to, to be more involved with the university. I mean, this first year, I can't believe how fast it's went by. Uh, but getting involved as much as I can in all the different aspects of of the university, um, you know, getting to know more staff and, and being able to contribute more to the, the students' experience here is definitely definitely a goal for sure. Well, that's great. Well, Jason, we sure appreciate you spending some time with us today. For sure. Anything we should have asked you that we didn't ask you? Oh, geez. Um, no, I think I think we hit it all. You guys are pretty good, uh, pretty good interviewers for sure. It's the first time I've actually been on this side of the microphone in this room, so it's uh, it's been a nice experience. Thank you for that for letting me be on. Well, thank you for joining us. That'll do it for Inside JMS. We'll see you next time.